Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. All right, you guys, we're continuing on with the month of love on the VE podcast. And like we learned last week, our bodies really do equate sex and love as the same thing. And so sex is obviously a really important part of love that I wanted to bring in an expert who is really embracing what that means for women. I feel like we have so many different stories and programming that we're all trying to work through. And especially in this day and age, it seems to be coming to the forefront. So ask Marie is here and she is going to be talking about sexual empowerment for women with us today. Hi, Asti. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for being here. You and I have tried to connect for quite some time now, so I'm happy that we finally got it worked out. You're in Sydney, Australia, which there's quite a bit of a time difference if you guys don't know. She's a whole day ahead of us, so she knows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it though. That's all that matters. We're here. Exactly. We so you are a sexual empowerment expert. How does one become a sexual empowerment expert? What does that entail? So, I mean, there's like lots of little pieces to my journey. I can speak on the part that was my own um, sexual empowerment journey, which for me, I guess, really started when I started pole dancing. So for okay. me, like pole dancing was my first taste of like, really like embodying that sexual sensual aspect of myself and allowing myself to like really explore that um especially like being in a studio with other women like supporting you giving you permission it was just like a really safe supportive space and that quickly led me into stripping which was then like a nine year journey I did that for nine years and stripping gave me so much in terms of body confidence and owning my sexuality and like boundaries and knowing my needs and fully just like releasing all of the shame that I was carrying around my sexuality and after a few years dancing I was like I like I've gained so much out of this I want to be able to share everything that I've gained with other women but in a more supportive container because it's not always empowering for everyone that goes down that path um and then I decided to study so I 
you know, when things just like show up, I was like, I know this is what I want to do. I want to teach yeah. sexual empowerment. I don't know how, but I'm going to stay open. Next minute I see a course pop up actually, I think in my emails, sex, love and relationship coaching certification. I did that for a year and a half, which was really beautiful. It was a combination of psychology, but also like ancient, um, more like tantric and mystical practices. So it really was like a nice balance of both. And here I am. Here now you are. Business and coaching women all over the world. And I want to talk more specifically about your business, but I really what I heard in that statement was that stripping, which is so fascinating that this is what led you to release your shame around your body and your own sexuality. But I loved reading your story on your website. It talks a lot about you lost your virginity at a super young age, and then you got in this relationship that was somewhat abusive, if I, I think I read that correctly, I'll have you tell the story, but that you really lost yourself in that relationship. And I think so many women truly identify with that thing. I know I have been in that same dynamic where it's more about pleasing your partner than any sort of pleasure for yourself, not only in sex, but in every aspect of the relationship. So can you talk us through your beginning journey, even before the stripping and, and why you got to the place of just feeling like you needed to release that shame? Yeah. So my, let's start way back. So when I was a little girl, before I even had sex, I felt like I was just naturally really in touch with my sexuality. None of us really are born with body shame, right? So I would like be running around naked, like being naked with my friends and self-pleasuring from a really young age as well um, in like a really like pure and innocent way. And I don't think for me it was until I lost my virginity that I started to hold shame around it. And that's when I became disconnected to it because I feel like it was no longer for me. It was no longer a gift for me, but it was something that I used to earn the love and acceptance from my partners or to make me feel worthy of their love. So like you just said, it was like everything was about pleasing them and keeping them happy. And if I was doing that, then I was like, okay, good. He's happy. Yeah. Like that's what that is. And years went by. My first relationship, two years, I didn't even have an orgasm. Didn't bring it up. Like didn't even question it. It was just like, okay, this is what this is. Um, and yeah, like slowly just began to lose myself over those years. My next relationship Finally did have an orgasm, <laughs> had a partner that was a little bit more caring and focused on me a little more. But what I noticed in this relationship was I did find it hard to orgasm and I found it hard to really tap into my pleasure because of the insecurities that I had around my body. Mm. So I was always really insecure about my breasts. And so instead of being in the moment, like enjoying pleasure, connecting with my partner, I would be up in my head like, oh my God, is he judging me? Like, do my boobs look funny? Like, you know, going through all those insecurities. And this is where stripping really supported me because I think for me, the issue was I grew up comparing myself to what I saw on TV or what I saw in magazines, like that cookie cutter stereotype of beauty. Yeah. And because I felt like I didn't fit into that, I was like, I'm, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken. And then when I started stripping, it was like the shame melted away almost in like an instant of like walking into the club, looking around, seeing all of these beautiful women, all different shapes, sizes, colors, even our pussies, like so many different shapes, sizes, colors. I had no idea. And it was like in that moment, I was like, oh, I am normal. Right. 
And I also think that there's so much power in nudity and being seen naked because for me it felt like I was hiding almost like this dirty secret or like hiding all the shame, like didn't want anyone to see me. And as soon as you like take off your clothes, it's almost like you just allow yourself to feel fully seen. Mm. And in that moment, you don't receive any judgment. And for me, it was like, oh, these men are still like, they still adore me. They still want to throw money at me. They still want to take me for shows. Everyone's telling me how gorgeous I am. And so that reflected back to me my own beauty and allowed me to accept myself like never before. But I feel like like taking off your clothes, it's like, yeah, you're taking off these physical layers, but you also take off like the energetic layers of shame and conditioning. And there's just so much freedom in that. Yeah. Which obviously everyone gets to in a different way, right? I'm sure some people are listening and they're like, okay, is this a lesson on stripping? Like what? This is so not the new normal Velvet's Edge podcast content. But I loved your story because there was this just embracing of your own self through that journey. And like everyone's on their own journey, we all know. So whatever it, it takes to get us there, I think is what it, what it takes. And what I just heard you say was the part about um, that you comparing yourself to the other women. Like, I feel like as women, we are in such a double bond because it's like you carry all this shame around your body and about being different, like you felt. And then also we're so objectified for our bodies. And so there's like this constant battle of, I need to look this certain way to feel beautiful. Yet when I do, you know, maybe fit into the picture perfect mold, I'm looked at as an object. And so you kind of don't want either, right? Yeah. Did and you what battle I, with that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, like going back, I first of all, I love what you said about everyone's journey being completely different. Yeah. And I think I really have to do speak on that because for me, it was really empowering, yeah. especially in the beginning. I got so much out of it. But I also want to say in the same breath that there's so many women who do go down the path of stripping and completely lose themselves to it. Right. Or they might feel more insecure. They're comparing themselves more. And so they end up getting surgery that they might not have otherwise, or they end up regretting later on um yeah so everyone's journey is completely different and you can't anyone else's path um but I think for me the biggest thing was learning to love and accept myself Mm -hmm. so it was the love and acceptance that I that I gained from within for myself that really changed things rather than like relying on the external validation from the other girls or the customers that might come in um, because I feel like if it's coming from externally, you're always just trying to feel, fill this void and it never really feels completely fulfilling. And if the love's coming from within and even acceptance, so that's something I do want to say also is like, you don't have to love everything about yourself. You don't have to love every single part of your body. So it's the same thing as if you fall in love with someone, there's always going to be little things that you don't like, little things that annoy you. And it's okay. You still love them, right? So it's okay if you don't like the way that your boobs look or you don't like the fact that you put on a little bit of extra weight. But as a whole, you can still say that you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And what's really important is to focus on just accepting that part of yourself. So for me, it started off with just accepting the fact that I didn't like the way that my boobs looked. So it's like, I accept that I don't like that, but I love myself anyway. And so then what happens is somebody 
does say something nasty, like not that this really happens, but if there's like a comment, you can be like, I don't care if you don't like how I look because I accept myself and I love myself. So it's really important to make sure that your cup is full coming from self-love rather than relying on things or people outside of yourself. Because as soon as somebody says one negative comment, it's like they can take all of that love and acceptance away from you. Whereas if your cup's full and someone says something nasty or they don't like you or whatever comes up, you can go, I don't care. Like I love and accept myself. So my cup's full. It doesn't matter what you have to say about me. Yes, I totally agree. We're doing a lot of focus this month on love. Obviously, it's February. It's the month of love for everyone. But a lot of love conversations tend to go towards you know, relationships with other people. And you always hear the quote that people say, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of translate that more into what I've also heard in your work, which is knowing your worth. Like, I know for me, I've gotten in relationships and the times where I have not felt very confident in myself or I don't know my worth. Those relationships always end up going really south really fast because I'm not appreciating or respecting myself in a way that would invite the kind of love that would serve me into my life. And so I've heard in your journey, and I think you mentioned this earlier about, or we mentioned about the abusive relationship that kind of took you on this journey of finding your own empowerment. But did you feel from earlier on or before you got into that relationship that you just didn't have a relationship with yourself or a relationship of love with yourself? Yeah, I think like for me, I picked up a lot of stories from my childhood, like my underlying beliefs that were that I was unworthy of love or I wasn't lovable. Um, I tend to have like a more anxious attachment style. I would definitely look outside of myself for validation. And so I mean, what I was speaking about before, what would happen is I some of the times wouldn't even know what my needs or my boundaries were. And if I did know, I wouldn't speak on them because I was so afraid that if I was like, hey, like, I don't like it when you do this, or I would love it if you did this, that I would push them away. Yeah. Right. That's what we get afraid of. It's like, we don't want to put ourselves first because we're afraid if we say yes to ourselves and no to somebody else, they're going to take their love away from us. Mm -hmm. And when you're relying on someone else's love to fill your cup, it's really scary. Yeah. And back to what you said, like, it's about the relationship that you have with yourself. I recently, uh, like six months ago, maybe a little bit longer, finished up an intentional celibacy journey. So I did an intentional celibacy for nine months where I didn't date anybody, didn't sleep with anybody. was just like fully focusing on me, loving myself, being my own best lover. And it was such an eye-opening experience for me. And really allowed me to see the fact that the way that you love yourself sets the bar for how others treat you. Not only like inside and outside the bedroom, I've really noticed. It's like you get to set this new standard. I think what happens is if you carry these narratives and these beliefs that you're not worthy of love, we always want to prove ourselves right. So if this underlying belief is like, I'm not worthy of love, Someone might come along and shower you with love or like give you compliments, do all these beautiful things. And if you don't feel like you're worthy, you're going to shut down or you're going to push them away just to prove yourself right and be like, yep, see, I told you, not worthy, right? Yeah. That's the thing as humans, we always want to prove ourselves right, even if proving ourselves right doesn't necessarily serve us. So we feel more safe 
and comfortable in what's familiar. So if what's familiar for us is feeling unloved, then that's just the the situations that we're going to create and the relationships that we're going to create and the narratives that we're going to bring with us moving forward. So I think for me, what I realized is that just like cutting off, like having a break with dating and loving myself and getting to this place where my cup was so full and I felt so loved and I felt so worthy and so desired and all these things that we tend to look outside of ourselves for, that kind of set the new standard. And I taught myself to feel safe and receiving that. And because I felt like it was so easy receiving that from myself, it just felt so natural and to receive it from somebody else. So, so amazing. That makes so much sense to me. I'm kind of on a similar journey right now. And I'm such a big advocate, especially if you are getting out of a relationship to actually spend time with yourself again. And I think it's so uncomfortable, especially if you've been with someone a really long time. It's a big adjustment, you know, because the quiet and then you're just with yourself. And it's like we almost forget how to have a relationship with ourselves, or maybe some of us never have. And so it's learning how to do that. Do you have any tips or anything specifically that you could tell the listeners that you learned on this nine-month celibacy journey? Yeah. I think the biggest thing was for me was recognizing that everything that I desire from a partner or from a man, I can actually access within myself. Like there were some days where I was like, like I was like going all out so like I was thinking like if what do I want my dream partner to do I was like sending myself flowers or take myself on little sexy staycations and out for dinner and all these things like writing myself love notes and there were days where I was like I feel so loved like I've never felt this loved in my entire life and that was such a big wake up like everything that I've been craving from a man probably my entire life is actually available from myself like I can offer that to myself The thing I think that's really important is if you are wanting to do an intentional celibacy journey, first of all, the word intentional is very important. I speak to a lot of women and they're like, oh, yeah, I've done done celibacy for nine months. I just haven't been able to meet somebody. I'm like, yeah, but if you're on dating apps and you're going out drinking and like looking around trying to meet somebody, it's actually not intentional. We call that an accidental celibacy. <laughs> you're still leaking energy. You're still looking for someone, right? Oh, yeah. Intentionally celibate. It's like you're not even open to that possibility. Mm. So all of your energy is constantly just like going back and focusing on yourself. So that's really important. Also, I think having an intention as to what your why is. So for me, I really wanted to, uh, coming out of my last relationship, uh, I knew that I wanted to raise the bar. I'd always, I had also found out that I'd been betrayed, betrayed in that relationship. So for me, one of the intentions was I wanted to get to a place where I felt whole mm-hmm. without having to rely on somebody else to like fix me. Like I didn't want to start bleeding on somebody that hadn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take all of the fear and the mistrust that I had in men and project it onto my new partner who probably mm-hmm. hasn't done anything wrong. And a big part of my journey was wanting to, yeah, just get to this place where I felt like deeply in love with myself. So the why is really important because I noticed that where women struggle is if they do meet a man, they find it hard to say no because it's like, oh my God, what if he's the one? He could be my future husband. Like, oh, what am I missing out on, right? So if you don't have a clear intention as to why you're doing it, 
every man that you turn down or say no to, it's going to feel like a loss. Mm -hmm. Whereas where I was with my attention being so strong, knowing what I was getting out of it so strong, believing so deeply that in this uh, journey of me setting a new standard and raising the bar was eventually going to lead me to like the most dreamy relationship. Anytime I said no to a man or, I mean, I never really felt like I was missing out on anything, but anytime I turned someone away and decided to say yes to me, it was like, I'm not missing out on anything. Mm -hmm. I'd be missing out on so much if I said yes to him because I'd be saying no to myself. I'd be saying no to the self-love journey and everything that comes with that. So it never felt like I was losing anything. It always felt like I was gaining something, if that makes sense. It makes so your attention has sense. to be so strong. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity. For yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, I, actually that makes so much sense. I've been experiencing a very similar thing and it's, really brought to the forefront of my mind um, boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've struggled with in the past in relationships. And then I realized 
you know, how can I ask someone else to respect my boundaries when I'm not respecting my boundaries within myself? And so yeah. what that's begun to look like for me is is setting an intention of, I haven't called it celibacy, but I'll call it that now. I mean, it was like a, a, an intention to be on my own for a certain amount of time. And within each time that I've respected that boundary and not been scared to turn things away or I've said yes to myself, it is so empowering. Like I'm finding so much power in actually respecting what I want and need for myself and not caring about um, what I would be losing or anything like that. Cause I don't think that that's how the universe works. You know, like I do think that when it's the right time, the right thing comes. And so as long as I continue to say yes to myself, I'm finding so much, um, just power. It's crazy. It's not, and it's not like a power, like a domination thing. It's just, it's a comforting, calm overall, just, Oh, this is what that feels like to say yes to myself and not be scared of, what I might be losing in the process. Yeah. Cause you're gaining something every time. And every yeah. time you say it to yourself, there's like, yeah, like you said, that little up leveling of like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm tapping into a new level of self-worth here. Yeah. Because I think too, as women, we put such a pressure on our lives revolving around being in a relationship or not. And specifically around a certain age, you know, I'm going to be 40 this year and I for sure have felt like, Oh God, I've got to get, get this, you know, locked in or figured out. Um, I don't know where that came from, just an old programming pressure. And the more I've released that and just said, yeah, but that's not where I am right now. And that isn't what I want to invite into my life because I need to heal. I want to develop a deeper relationship with myself. And just like you were saying, that's going to be what I bring into my next relationship is actually just a much more fulfilling way to live than living on some timeline. Exactly. And when you think of it like that, it's like, well, you could keep going on these little dates or women could be on like dating apps, going on Tinder dates and just like repeating that same cycle. But there's like, you're not progressing at all. Or you can be like, hey, I'm going to take like six months, nine months to myself and then date. And your dating experiences from there are going to be completely different. Right. I wonder why, why do you think it is that we're so scared to be on our own and spend that time with ourselves? Uh, I think like coming back to what I was saying before, we do, especially as women, we tend to look outside of ourselves for validation. Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about this a lot recently, actually. It's like we, and so many women actually came to me and I was doing intentional celibacy and they were like, oh my God, like, I don't know how you're doing this. Like, how do you feel satisfied? And I'm like, easy, like I sell sex toys. Like I like teach self-pleasure. Like, of course I know how to keep myself satisfied. And they were like, no, but how do you feel like loved? How do you feel desired? Like without a man in your life. And that's when I realized like women are only giving themselves permission to Mm -hmm. feel desirable if it's a man that's desiring them. Whereas the truth is like, who cares if there's a man out there that's desiring you? You are desirable full stop. Right. right. So we have to give ourselves permission to feel this way just because that's the way that we are, not because a man's told us mm. that we're desirable or lovable, etc. And um, go ahead. Yeah. And it's so it's so powerful also because then what happens is after this, once you get into a relationship, you're not going to settle so much. So there's so many women who would rather just be in any old relationship than be with themselves. So they end up settling. 
Mm. And there's so much fear of being alone. So it's like, oh, I'll just be with this person. It feels safer here. But when you have got into this place where you feel so happy and comfortable and fulfilled being on your own, it's like, why am I going to settle for this? Why am I going to rate, like, lower the bar, lower the standard and just settle to be with any old guy when I know that being by myself is incredible? Mm -hmm. It also gives you the power to walk away from a relationship that you're not happy in because it's not like you're walking away from feeling loved and feeling desired into nothing. It's like you showed up into that relationship already feeling loved, feeling desired, cupful, and you leave that way. You leave yeah. a relationship knowing that you're loved, knowing that you're desirable and your cup's still full, right? Yeah. It's like they can't take any of that away from you. That's your power. That's your gift. I love that. They can't take anything away from you. I do think that we offer ourselves up for the sake of being in a relationship so often. And I know for me, I've lost myself a couple times because of that. What do you think as far as your work comes? Because what you were just saying, I find so empowering. And to me, that is what the true feminine essence is, is being okay standing on your own, knowing your worth and loving yourself enough to know that you don't have to settle. Um, but, But in our society, I think a lot of times... I get confused with what's being put out there as empowerment, like feminine empowerment or feminine power, because in some ways there's parts of it that feel like we're just playing into what a man thinks a woman should be. So how do you decipher between the two in the work that you do with women? This is actually a really interesting conversation. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, but I haven't really known how to speak on it Mm -hmm. and one of the things like the first thing that comes up for me when you talk about this is I don't know like you see women doing like sensual eating and like all the embodiment work where they're like I mean it's hot and it's fun and it's empowering but they're like in lingerie and like right doing like really erotic like almost striptease dances on Instagram and I like a part of me is like is this embodiment for their own pleasure which is what we now speak on when we talk about female empowerment or is it uh performative they trying to get the attention of men well I don't even know if it's necessarily for the attention of men but as long as there's a camera in front of you there's mm-hmm. always an aspect of it being performative right okay, yeah I'm like, are you, I'm like are you doing the same work off Instagram right like, do you really do it for you or oh, is it just saying, yeah. only do when it, there's a camera in front of you yeah so I'm like obviously coming from a stripping background I know how empowering it feels to be watched mm-hmm. and to like and to perform so it's not necessarily a bad thing but it is something that I do think about a little bit and also the work around sexuality, when you do the work and you're really embodied in it, you begin to notice that you'll tend to lead less with your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So it's like the wounded or the unhealed feminine will lead with her sexuality because she focuses so much of her value on that. So she'll lead with it. And it's maybe like a little bit more, it's like a little bit manipulative sometimes. Um, but so then I look at some sexuality coaches who do lead with their sexuality. I'm like, is that, is that fully embodied? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. These are the debates I have too. I mean, I posted this on my Instagram, 
I don't know, this was maybe six months ago, but I've battled within myself even when it comes down to like bathing suit pictures. Cause, and for me, what the determination that I got to was what is my motivation? Like, Mm -hmm. am I doing this because I feel fully embodied and I feel good in my own skin and it's an expression, it's like a self-expression, or am I doing it for external validation? And that's where I kind of decipher between the two for myself, but it's confusing. And I think, you know, a lot of it can get traced back to just old programming like we've talked about. But, um, and we're trying to, I think, break those boundaries right now, but it's just navigating that is seemingly a little bit confusing for all of us. And so... Yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts were on it, actually embracing your sexuality and your feminine essence versus leaning more into what we've already done for so many years. Yeah, I love that you're talking about this. Yeah, and I, I don't also, really have the answer, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's just like we're all navigating it right now. Yeah. I also feel like if you are truly, like, embodied in and you've done the work to reclaim your sexuality, you don't need to prove it. Yeah, it's like it, is, it just is what it is. You don't need to like fully lead with your sexuality to right. be like, see, like I've done the work, I'm comfortable right. with my sexuality. But then coming back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast is everyone's journey looks different and there'll be different stages within your journey where like nudity will feel more empowering and then mm. the work feels so empowering. And that was my journey, right? It was like yeah. stripping felt so empowering, doing nude photo shoots. I was like, yeah, like this is um, maybe like a little bit more taboo. Like this is naughty. I shouldn't be doing this. Like felt really empowering to like go down that path. And now I've gone the other way and I'm like, I don't really post that many. I, like I would never post any nude photos on my right. Instagram now um, or lingerie or anything like that. And I think it's just like coming back to where I am in my journey, but I think everyone's yeah. journey is different. Yeah. I think if you as someone like myself, how I was, who has like insecurities around your body or what you look like, maybe hitting that in that direction and taking more raunchy photos or allowing yourself to be fully seen can be empowering. And then in the same breath, what I noticed for myself is because from a young age, I was always told that I was beautiful and I like did have quite an open flirty energy. So I naturally begun to base a lot of my work just on my looks mm-hmm. or my sexuality and my ability to please as we spoke on so I would lead with my sexuality or lead with my looks and want to take more of those photos it was like I know that people like how I look so I'm going to lead with that yeah because I feel like I'm going to be accepted and now I feel like because I've worked on like feeling comfortable in the way that I look and with my body but also basing my work on other things like my work and my gifts and what I offer to the world and the coaching and everything else. I don't so much have to leave with that aspect of myself. It's maybe a little bit more balanced. Yeah. But yeah. It's, such a, it's, it's interesting to think about. I always say there's no right or wrong. So there's no yeah. shame in any of this, but it is just, yeah, it's confusing. It is confusing. And I think this is just what we have to keep doing as women is having these conversations and kind of navigating it together and, um, yeah, staying curious, you know, like, I, cause I, like I said, I don't really know the answer. And for me, a lot of it has gone into really getting honest with myself about motivations or mm-hmm. any sort of validation I might be seeking. And I want to be able to do that for myself.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I want to talk a little bit. We talked a lot about knowing your worth and finding your empowerment in your sexuality and I feel like a lot of women have a lot of shame around sex like just from an early age that's something we're kind of taught and it's not really embraced the same way that it is for boys for us um so with that you know I think sex in a relationship is one thing and then also the self-pleasure journey and so I know a lot of your work has revolved around that and can you kind of talk through your experiences with that, what you teach the women that you work with about self-pleasure. And um, then I want to talk about sex magic because I heard you on a podcast talking about this and I find it so fascinating. Okay. So yeah, I teach a lot of work around sexuality, but with everything that I do, it really just always comes back to a self-practice and the relationship that you have with yourself. So earlier you said like, how can I expect someone to respect my boundaries if I don't respect my boundaries and it's the same thing when it comes to sex it's like so many women complain to me like oh my god like he's always in such a rush like we never like have foreplay there's no time to to warm up he always just rushes straight to penetration and I'm always like okay how do you make love to yourself and their jaws drop and they're like oh that's the way that I'm making love to myself it's like how can you expect your partner to really take his time and to allow you all the time and space to get turned on and to open up if you're not doing that for yourself. So the way that you love yourself in general sets the bar, but the way that you make love to yourself and self-pleasure will also set the standard as to what you accept from other people. 
So SourQuest is a really beautiful opportunity for you to understand like what it is that you need, what it is that you need to experience orgasm, how you like to be touched. Like we can't just expect that our partners know this because especially as women, we're all so different and you need to understand like how your body works and what turns you on so that you can communicate that to a partner. Um, Yeah. It's so empowering to get to know your own body and also playing around with boundaries. You can Mm -hmm. do work. And what I teach my clients is when you're self-pleasuring, know that it doesn't always have to be about penetration I think that's another thing that's like wired into us and conditioned is that sex is always penetration. A lot of the time women don't want to be penetrated and our bodies will be telling us no and we'll go ahead and do it anyway. And what happens with this is that after a certain amount of time of doing this, your body no longer trusts you and no longer trusts you to say no when you're not comfortable or when it's going down a path where you like you're not enjoying it. And so when your body doesn't trust you and no longer feels safe and when you don't feel safe, you can't fully open, you can't surrender, and then you fully block yourself off from pleasure and orgasm, right? You need to feel safe in your body to be able to orgasm, like the parts of our brain that look out for danger and all that go offline. So you need to feel safe in your body and in your surroundings and with your partner to fully drop in. Uh, So the more that you self-pleasure, in a way where you're really checking in with yourself, taking your time, and even before penetrating yourself, like asking, is this actually what I want? Like, am I am I ready? And it might be like, no, not at all. So no penetration today. Or it might be, I need a little bit more time to get turned on. You can take more time before trying again. But then your body will begin to trust you again. It'll begin to feel more safe. And then doing this on your own, it will become easier with a partner. Okay. So the thing here is like, if you don't have a strong no, you don't have a strong yes either. Mm. Because if you don't trust yourself to say no, there's no way that you can feel fully safe. Even if in that moment, everything's perfect, you're really turned on, you're in the moment, it's all amazing. There's still going to be this part of you that's like, but if it goes down a path I don't like, I'm not going to be able to say no. So that's yeah. always in the back of your mind. Like, okay, for now, but I, I can't like if. If I'm not enjoying it, I can't say no. Right. It's always like on your back, back of your mind. So strong no equals a strong yes. Okay. What about the woman who, you know, I think in a, the younger generations are, we're more used to talking about this kind of stuff, but I don't know that that's always been so accepted. And I think self-pleasure was looked at as very shameful. And then also like I've had multiple friends say, oh, I just don't like that. And so I just yeah. don't do that. So okay. what what about that? Like, what is, I think there, there is, maybe it's the shame piece. Um, so how do you help women overcome that part of it? And then if someone is saying, I just don't like that, what would your response to that be? So it's hard. This comes back to like, you can't help someone that doesn't want to help themselves. Right. Okay. The women who don't want to self-pleasure aren't going to come to me and be like, can right. you help me? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> because True. they're just going to avoid it altogether. So I think True. there's a whole group of women who are just like, that's not for me. Like, I don't like that. To be honest, they probably wouldn't even follow my Instagram. It would be that triggering. Okay. But I don't work with any woman that are at that point. Um, I do, however, work with women who do feel a lot of shame and feel really uncomfortable with self-pleasure 
but they do recognize that it is something that they're missing out on and they do want to work through. And I mean, you can start really slowly. So at first it might just be like cupping your, uh, your vulva over your pants, right. Mm. Or over your underpants and just like keeping your hand there and breathing, right. And breathing into love, reminding yourself that you're safe. You don't have to go, uh, all the way straight away, or it might even be like an oil massage, like rubbing your breasts with oil. And in this, what I think is the most important is while you're doing that, just reminding yourself that you're safe. Because throughout our lives, our childhoods, even like through like generational trauma, we've been taught that our sexuality is not safe, that it's dangerous, that it's shameful. So the more that you can connect to your body and your sexuality and your sensuality in a way where you're just like, reminding yourself that it's safe sooner or later that's just going to feel more natural right and your sexuality will become a safe place to explore but yeah as I said you can start super slow like touching yourself over clothes um even just like cupping your vulva and breathing into that breathing love and not like pushing yourself like just being really being really um taking your time being really patient with it I hear a lot about learning to trust yourself and what you just said too, because that's, it's a very, it sounds like a very good practice of developing that same conversation you were describing with yourself. And is this what I want? Is this not what I want? Is this how far it wants to go, you know, or is that too far? And so I think it's a very important piece to us learning about ourselves, but also trusting ourselves, which is huge. And then this comes back to what we were talking about, like self-love and self-worth. Because if you don't love yourself, there's no way you're going to be like, oh, I'm not ready for penetration. Right. And you're going to be like, oh, no, then he's not going to love me. He's going to think that I'm like not sexual enough or that I'm too much. And so you can't have any of these sexual boundaries until you first know your worth. Yeah. And you love yourself deeply. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Okay, tell the listeners about sex magic. I heard of heard you talking about this on a podcast, and we've all heard about manifestation through meditation, I think. At this point, it seems like a very common thing, but this blew my mind. Like I have never heard about this. So yeah. talk us through what sex magic is. So sex magic is the practice of using your sexual energy to aid in the manifestation process. Okay. So first of all, what I'll touch on is that sexual energy is our creative energy. It's our life force energy. So yes, we do use it to create birth babies, but mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, you can use it to create and birth any of your desires or dreams or manifestations. And the way that I like to explain it, like what you said was perfect. Like we already know about uh, using meditations to manifest. And in those meditations, usually before you focus on the manifestation, you get yourself to this point where you are really like tapped into your body. You're really present. You're disconnected from the outside world, disconnected from ego even, because it's your ego that where like the limiting beliefs and the self-doubts come up. Because if you're disconnected from that and completely in pleasure, it feels so much more possible. Mm. So it's the same thing as like focusing on your breath or saying a mantra and a meditation to drop in. It's the same thing, except you're just using your pleasure to tap into your body. And the reason why we want to manifest anything, it's not because of having the physical thing itself. It's because of the emotional fulfillment we believe having that thing will bring us. So whether it's like to fall in love and get married or manifest money or a dream car or holiday, there's some sort of emotional uh, fulfillment that it's going to bring us, which is usually based on pleasure. We only really manifest things that are going to make us feel good. I never thought about that. Yeah. And so what they speak about in manifestation is like skip the what and tap into the feeling of like how it's Mm. going to make you feel because that brings you into an energetic alignment and match for it. So self-pleasure is like the highest peak of feeling good that you can tap into. So if you're self-pleasuring and in this place where you're like feeling orgasmic, there's no self-doubt. You're not questioning your worth. Like no one's like simmering in this orgasmic energy and doubting themselves, right? It's like the purest state of you just being you. And and complete pleasure means that you're in like complete alignment with everything that serves you and everything that you're trying to call in. So there are different ways that you can do it. Uh, A really simple way of doing it is just before sex or self-pleasure, just like setting the intention that I am going to dedicate all of this energy to X, Y, Z. Otherwise, you can do it in the way where you are self-pleasuring and while you're in like peak of pleasure, visualizing what it is that you want to call in. Mm. I do teach this in some of my programs, but I think it's uh, funny. One of the women who signed up to my last group coaching program I think she just heard me talk about it on a podcast. And so she used the little information that I shared on the podcast to actually manifest the money to sign up to my course. It actually worked for her before she even got in. And she was like, she was doing thinking about money, thinking about being in the course. And then one day she was like, oh my God, I've got this money in my bank account. And she's like, oh my God, yes, it's to sign up to Asti's course. I thought that was really funny. That's amazing. Well, speaking of your courses, um, I know some of this stuff can feel a little overwhelming if this is the first time you're hearing about this, but I know that Asti is really good about walking you through the steps and like you said, meeting people where they need to be met. So talk talk a little bit about the course offerings that you have and the different options if people are interested in doing this work, maybe feeling a little overwhelmed or intimidated or not knowing 
exactly what they need, but wanting to talk to you about taking this a little bit further. Yeah. So if they do want to reach out, you can uh, message me on Instagram or email me hello at Um, But there are a few options. So on my website, I do have masterclasses on orgasm and orgasmic living. So living from this place where you're like tapped into feeling good in all areas of your life. At the moment, I am launching a group program, which is not so much on sexuality. There'll be a little bit in there, but it's more so on dating and relationships. So it's 10 days to heal your relationship with men, uh, whether you're in a relationship or you're single. And this is the second time I've run this. It's really beautiful. It's so much fun. One of the calls, I actually have a male coach come on and uh, answer everyone's questions. And this is mind blowing because I can talk about like the male perspective until the cows come home. But when you just hear it from a man, it's right. like, I was there like writing notes down myself. Yeah. So that's what I'm launching right now. Otherwise I do have one-on-one spots available too. And this is all on your website, askdmarie.com. Yeah. Okay. So I'll link that in the bio of this podcast or the description of this podcast for you guys, but it's A-S-T-I-M-A-R-E-E. Did I get that yes. right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And where else can people find you? Uh, so Instagram is asti.marie. Uh, that's it. Instagram, website, email. And you're such a fun Instagram follow because, you know, obviously we've talked a lot about the sexual empowerment piece and and maybe the relationship with yourself, but it's super motivating. There will be multiple days where you talk or multiple posts that I've seen where you're talking about relationships or finding your worth. And for me, that's always just a, pop, a good pop up. Like on a Monday, I'm like, oh, yeah, I needed that one today. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. It's a really good follow. It's at asti.marie, I believe, on Instagram. Um, And I'll put all of this stuff in the description for you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I know it's morning for you, so you're just getting your day started. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So much fun. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me or Asti. And I do encourage women, don't be scared of this work. The more I've dove into... Dove? Is that the right... (laughs) Did I say that correctly? I've dove into exploring this relationship with myself. It is just so empowering and it's calming. It's, it's overwhelming at first, but it actually finding your own power and your own voice in this stuff is really a calming experience. And I hope that you all get to experience that one day. Again, thank you so much, Asti, for being here. Thank you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.